Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And this is uh, Not Another Bee Horrorcast, episode 145. It's been a while. I think the last movie we did was uh, The Ring, uh, not the remake or the sequel or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that was the last one. So we're back. It's July. It's hot. It's fucking whatever. Whatever. I'm in a bad mood. The show started off great. There's two takes, and there's a take you guys will never know. And I'm just going to put that on Front Street, because no one has subscribed to the Patreon page. So go fuck yourselves. That's right. I'm hostile, because guess what? It's 4th of July weekend, and all I want to do is get really drunk and not have to worry about this. Because guess what? After this episode, I'm going to have to upload it. Oh, I don't yeah. like uploading it. I, like, I have to do all this grunt work for something that... Because somebody who decided... I'm going to get drunk today, too, which is valid, which is fine. I have no problem with that. And then she decides we want to do a podcast. And she's lucky I love her. She's very lucky I love her because I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do a B-Horrorcast with you. And now I kind of turn myself around on the project. So, you know, that's good. I'm glad I talked myself out of it. Anyway, so, yes, we're back. Uh, it's been it's been a while. But, Anna, uh, if you want to catch everybody up on everything, and then we'll announce the... Uh, I don't know how long this one will actually be. Yeah, it might this be a review. short one. Well, I don't know if it'll be a short one, because I have a lot of stupid bullshit facts that I know about Ooh. these kind of old stuff things. Spoilers alert, I guess. I love um, your random facts, so this will be so, fun. But yeah, if you want to catch everybody up on just whatever, so it's because like, I I think the last one we did was either 2020 <clears throat> or 2021. Yeah, I think the last one we did was 2021, but it was I think it's been either a year or, almost, or over a year since we did that. So, brief update. I'm almost done with my bachelor's degree, so that's super exciting. I've been working with, in the field, so that's been really nice to get some experience. Uh, to kind of find out what I'm getting myself into, <laughs> which is a very nice thing to know before you actually get into it. Um, and then, yeah, nothing really too exciting has happened other than just kind of that. So um, it's just been lots of work and school and all that kind of good stuff and dealing with coming back from COVID. So that's been pretty fun. Um, I, uh, also Steve has gone through, oh, so, um, Steve's gone through a couple changes in work stuff, but we've kind of like, everything's been going really well so far. Like I've, uh, we're no longer working at our previous company. That yeah, we've moved terrible. on to bigger and better things. No, <laughs> yes. sorry. I just didn't want you to talk about, like, the BS and everything. That, oh, no, no I uh, wasn't going to. I just basically what I'm going to do, over. so there's, there's, a, there's a treat. The treat also with this movie review that we're going to do today. Um, I just realized uh, Matthew Renfro, if you know him, he, he him and I have fall down these rabbit holes on YouTube. Mm. And I'm going to tee it up. We're not going to talk about it until the end of the episode. And that's how I'm actually going to end the episode with. Because apparently one of our soundtracks that we use, I had a soundbite of it. But since this app does not want to work at all on the iPad... Uh, I went to the iPhone. I did not upload it to the iPhone. And then, oh. basically, long story short, I used to play the song off of Spotify, and it's no longer on Spotify. So I'm going to try to see if I can track it down again. Uh, but if not, I we need to come up with a new... I need to co I need to figure out a new theme song for our opening and outro intro for... Uh, uh, not another beat horror cast, but uh, long story short, yes. Uh, Matthew sent us something, uh, sent me something over. Uh, uh, I will talk about that towards the end of the episode. So this is going to be one of those 
one of those things where uh, if you don't care about this bullshit, I would definitely stay tuned to, to, to the end. But uh, if you are with us, so uh, today's movie uh, that we actually literally watched like not too long ago, um, Anna was so graciously last year. Uh, I've always wanted this uh, big uh, box set, I should just say, because I didn't know what format it was on. I mean, if this was in the 90s, I would have wanted them all on VHS if this was the early 2000s, DVDs. Uh, so it's the Universal Monster uh, box set of just all the monsters, just everything. It even has Abbott and Costello meets uh, Frankenstein. And the uh, Wolfman and, the Wolfman. and Wolfman. like all of those. Yeah, but I think it's just Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I think it's the actual title of the... Oh, yeah, I think you're right. But it has like all of the... Yeah, well, like it has, several it, of the it, Universal it, Monsters, which is really yeah, interesting it has, to me. Yeah, it has the Wolfman. It has... Mm-hmm. Uh, Played by Long Cheney Jr., it has Bela Lugosi, it back as Dracula, it has Frankenstein, it has, like, your three main, like, big bads of that, but, yeah. So that's that's included in the collection. Um, I will say this, like, if you can find it on sale and you are into these old black-and-white kind of monster movies in the 19, you know, 20s, 30s, uh, highly recommend it, love it. Uh, I think we watched Dracula on mm-hmm. that one, uh, which is great. Uh, but the one we watched today was The Mummy, the 1932 film. Now, uh, I'll get into a couple of facts uh, Obviously, it's starring, you know, Boris Karloff, uh, Zeta Jonah, David uh, Manor, Edward Van Sola, and Anthony uh, Barnon. Uh, but uh, it's one of those things where this is an interesting piece. So basically, in the monster movie, if you would actually, like, put this in timeline order, like if you did with the Marvel movies, like how you should watch them, Dracula was first, mm-hmm. uh, Frankenstein was next, and this was after Frankenstein. And what's interesting about this is Bela Lugosi was actually approached to play Frankenstein's monster, and he passed on it because he kind of didn't want to be just typecasted. Mm-hmm. And it was given to Boris Karloff, and then after that, Boris Karloff kind of got into the limelight of like, oh, he became the mummy, which is really funny about the mummy is he's in makeup, but it's not really covering his face at all in this movie. Like, there's a little bit of him actually being a mummy. Uh, Okay, I will say this. Spoiler alerts, but if you haven't (laughs) fucking seen this movie yet... You've had... I'm not going to yell at you. I understand it's very hard to find and watch. I highly recommend it. However, you've had 90 years to track this down. But if you're rolling into this and going like, this guy fucking spoiled the movie for me. Came out in 1932. So I think I'm a little bit off the hook. Okay. And believe me, (laughs) I will say this. If I spoiled the 1932 Mummy film for you, okay, do you know what got spoiled for me? It was Doctor Strange 2. Okay. We watched it, we enjoyed it, uh, but like every cameo, everything, I was like, oh, I saw this before I actually saw the movie. So, fuck you. That that was this year. (laughs) This year. So if you're pissed off about me spoiling the 1932 classic by Universal Pictures, The Mummy, honestly, this might be the first time I I actually am like meaning this. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) So, random piece of information so i was whenever we were watching the movie i was really interested by the girl who played like the love interest in this movie and the actress's name is zita johan i'm guessing yeah she was actually so she was born in temesvar austria dash hungary which is now uh romania Mm. um which couldn't even detect an accent so that was amazing the other thing is she's only been in eight movies period and seven of them were between 1931 and 1934 the last one she was in was in 
a movie called Raiders of the Living Dead in 1986, and she passed away in 1990. Wow. So, yeah, like, she has not been in much, but much, but she is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, no, a lot of good people in this, and I love this, uh, I love this movie. Um, haven't seen it in a while, so that's why I'm glad Anna got me, and this is the funny part, so a lot of those old, so I've only seen a handful of, of those movies like i know i know the characters and stuff like that but i'm gonna be honest with you i've never once originally seen the invisible man yeah i know the concept behind it i know the thing uh like I mean, you've every, seen like clips like, of i've it seen and, clips yeah. and i know like uh, stuff about it but like that's a movie that's always uh it, it's intrigued me and stuff like that um like but it, what's really funny what i like about this collection and it, okay, again, we're not getting any money for this. So don't <laughs> think like, oh, they're showing the entire collection. I'm just saying it's a really good, co- like me, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of this bullshit. Uh, and not even like meaning in a, in a, in a, like derogatory. a derogatory way. I'm just meaning like, like, I'm just a huge fan of this old classic. Like there's these orange fucking books and these blue fucking books that I used to check out from like the elementary school library. Like these were the books that fascinated me where it was like, I, I had the orange book and it was Godzilla shit. And it's just oh, all this yeah. old class. And then you got to see like Phantom of the Opera, Lon Chaney's, you know, father and everything like that. And you're just like, uh, I love how I said Lon Chaney father, even though it was just Lon Chaney. Cause that's <laughs> his fucking name. Uh, but yeah. And the, and then I, and then it's really interesting cause it's kind of a thing now that I look at it where I kind of bond with my mom a little bit because her, she actually absolutely loves the movie, the Wolfman with Lon really? Chaney Jr. Yeah. Would have never thought of that, but she she's like that's a great. She's like I like that movie. It's a very great movie, and she's like and it also is very emotional to her apparently because it does kind of have a sad ending. Yeah, and you're like holy true. fucking shit. So I, I told my mom like, hey, I got this, and she was kind of all like, oh, and I almost want to be like, okay, I kind of want to sit down with her, pop in the Wolfman, watch it, and then be like, let's talk about this because you saw this like when it was like current. Well, almost yeah, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, because, uh, yeah, because that box set was like maybe a hundred bucks on Amazon. And you get, you get so many movies. You really get your money's worth. I think it's like over 70 films. Yeah, like it is ridiculous how much like, you it's get. Like, it's like Dracula, and then it's like The Curse of Dracula. And, like, and, and don't be wrong, like, I really wish Hammer. Uh, horror films would put out a collection like this because they got it's like yeah it's the real te- retelling of these stories but the horror twist where they could actually put like blood and all this kind of stuff like if I can find a collection of that that's another one that like that that's the weird part like like my weird collections is is obviously this which I have now uh, the complete collection of uh, uh, Scooby Doo yeah uh, have that. But then it's like stuff like, oh, I want the entire like Evil Dead collection, yeah. Like, but in a good like quality because I heard like some of the Blu-rays are shitty and it's like fuck. Um, but it's like it's like stuff like that. But then like Batman nineteen sixty nine, like <laughs> I want that entire collection because that's something. Well, who like, doesn't? I that would... is an amazing collection. But yeah, and then the Hammer horror film, like their whole like fucking collection, because they got some fucking shit in there sometimes where you're just like, holy fuck! Like they they literally did a movie. Where I believe Christopher Lee is in it, but doesn't interact with any of the other like vampires because it was blended with a like a Japanese samurai vampire film at some point. Oh, but it's still part of the <laughs> Hammer 
narrative. I mean, fuck, there's there's a there's one of the Hammer collection that's like Dracula 1977, I think, or 1979 or 1969, something like that. And like Peter Cushing comes back to play Van Helsing and and uh uh Christopher Lee back as Dracula and everything like that, but it's this, this weird thing where you're just all like it starts off going like it doesn't start off with Dracula's castle. It doesn't start off with like oh something about Transylvania or anything like that. It's just like it just starts off like we're in the seventies. Here's a plane. A bunch of people are having sex. A murder happens, and then like Christopher Lee doesn't show up until like halfway through this fucking movie, uh, and then Peter Cushing it takes up like this is what's so fucking weird. So Peter Cushing's like oh I'm being haunted by like visions and this man and stuff. It's like well fuck yeah because you're fucking Van Helsing. Get your shit together, Cushing. Yeah, you know. And then I don't know where it takes. So it takes like Dra- it's Dracula is in the title. Yeah. Doesn't show up for maybe half an hour until this movie, maybe. I could be wrong about this. Don't quote me on this. This is just my vivid memory of, like, I've only seen this movie once. And then Peter Cushing fucking, like, it takes him ten minutes to finally go, like, oh, I'm the descendant of Van Helsing. What? You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, your mom took a really long time to bring up the fact that you and, uh, like you're remotely related to Burt Reynolds. So <laughs> Yeah, I still I still don't that that one is something I need to sit down with my mom and be like, okay, we're gonna smoke a lot of weed. And then you need to tell me how we are related to Burt Reynolds because how she presented it was just completely was like, like I haven't seen my mom in like it would be like I I haven't seen my mom in like let's say 20 years <laughs> like i've been living abroad or something like that and i come back and i finally meet them and some of that and then i don't know where she's just like oh yeah no everyone's doing great oh by the way we're related to Bert reynolds bye have a good trip and you'd be like wait i have so many and you're getting in the cab and you're yeah like, and she's already closed the door she's closed the door and you're driving off and you're just like trying to text her and you're like why is there no cell service and you're like uh, and then you get back to like broad and you're like wait how related to Bert reynolds i'm tired right now the time zone is weird and now you're like and then every time you try to bring it up she just is like this bread is so good oh burt reynolds he was in the movie with Smokey and the bandit no yeah mom of course he was he was fucking the bandit (laughs) (laughs) anyways but the movie we watched today was the mummy 1932 like i said boris karloff and and all those information about that so uh have you ever seen this movie before no okay so obviously uh the only I would say the only successor to this movie, not in that same time period, but like a remake of this movie that was actually successful was probably the Brendan Frazier. Frazier, yes. Frazier. Mummy and stuff like that, which uh, I believe both of these were based on the Anne Rice book. Is that who wrote this or was Uh, that? No, Anne Rice was like the 90s. She's the one who wrote Interview with a Vampire. Uh, I'm way off on that one. Well, you got to be on it. Who actually wrote the book? It is somebody like, oh shit. Yeah, it's, uh, give me a sec. Uh, The Mummy original book. I would help if I could spell book properly. Um, the mommy came out by she was it was written by Jane Webb. Jane Webb, okay. Um, and it was written in oh, it's a three volume novel, and it came out in eighteen twenty seven. God damn it! Why Which I... actually it concerns the Egyptian mummy mummy of Cheops who was brought to life in the year twenty one twenty six. That is. Very interesting. Uh, 
Anyways, Anyways sorry. So I you've never seen this movie before. <laughs> no, but, I'm not. Um, so what did you... Uh, so obviously, uh, you right off the bat, you were very impressed with like, oh, I like it when it's just like dead silent and it just has this tension kind of. Yeah. So actually, I will say, so the reason why I wanted to initially watch this movie is because I saw clips of the movie and somebody like a podcaster that you really James, or uh, a you podcaster say, YouTuber. It's I would just say James uh, James uh, Rolf. James uh, Rolf, yes, who from, does uh, Angry Video, Video Game, Game Nerd. Nerd. He owns Cinemassacre. Cinemassacre and Monster uh, Monster Madness. Monster Madness and stuff like that. Yes. Um, but he actually discussed the original movie of The Mummy and he brought up the fact that in the first ver- movie of The Mummy, like with the Boris Karloff version, it actually, like on his face, you can see the marks where the bandages used to be from you know, being mummified. And I thought that that was a really interesting take and no one's ever really kind of acknowledged that since then that I've noticed. Uh, uh, so an interesting fact, like, yes, knowing that, and I thought that was really cool and that's where I learned it from too. Like, that, that's a, that's the one thing I have to say. I have to give a lot of, I get I get to give a lot of, like, uh, praise to uh, James because uh, once I found out he was also into horror movies, I started watching all that kind of stuff and that actually kind of inspired me to do this podcast i know it's not like super successful or anything that don't get me wrong i would love to interview him dude yeah at some point or whatnot um but uh which i don't think will ever happen in my lifetime (laughs) but uh but he's a big one that kind of brought back my love of like the classics and all this kind of stuff because i kind of shrug he kind of shrugged those off at a certain point because like i i like it's weird for me for horror films it's all like i don't really care how gory your movie like i basically just want a good story and the Mm -hmm. funny part is is like the mummy the mummy uh at least this version well even uh, uh even with the newer version it's it's as weird as it sounds as much as it's supposed to be like this horror movie and or like action movie if you want to look at it but it's it's its roots is is a love story Mm -hmm. it's a love story across time which is it it, like don't get me wrong he does it completely in the in the worst way possible like oh i have to murder you uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was a little weird i was like you know but like but but if you but if you cut that part out it's 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 actually kind of sweet it's a love story you know, which is, is really interesting to say, but it's still it's still funny to me because I will look at this this movie and go, it's it's yeah, it's it's a little bit horror, but it's or a monster movie, but it's definitely like a love story. But but for the time, like it, this is still categorized as a, a universal monster movie. Yeah, you know, like it's but it's, it's not, not like a love you story. Said that my brain was just like, oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet, but it's like no, we have to murder each other in order to come back to life and be together, and you're like. What? Yeah, it's <laughs> just, it, 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 it boggles the mind. Um, but yeah, so we ended up watching it, and you're absolutely right. The first thing that really impressed itself upon me was the fact of just like the use of silence, and like they have, yes, this movie does have music in it, but they really took advantage of like you do not have to have music playing at every possible second and at all the tense moments to really impress like the, the gravity of the situation and the scene that you're watching. And, like, I feel like it, I'm sure that these movies also 
to a certain extent probably inspired Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, who, like in for example, The Birds. Like there is no music in the movie The Birds, ex- with the exception of there's a couple times where someone's listening to the radio, or there's a scene where a girl is playing a piano, and ba- that's basically, the only basically music. what you're saying is Hitchcock instead of having like an actual musical score, he mm-hmm. just was all like, oh, this is actually happening in the world. So if someone turns on the radio, there might be music. Oh, there's a, somebody playing the piano. Of course, there'll be music. You yeah. Know? So, but uh, it's so like, yeah. You no, don't totally. need like That's, an actual oh, musical score God, behind I, it. Makes me want to watch the birds again because I haven't seen it in a while. And now you saying that, I'm going to actually be like sitting there going like, oh fuck. So, yeah, because like but the entire I, like. So going off on a tangent for a second, the entire like the thing that freaks you out about the movie The Birds so much is just like whenever it's just the building of tenseness and like there's a scene like my one of my favorite scenes from that movie is a, there's a woman smoking on a playground and it just constantly cuts between her like showing her smoking and you just hear wings flapping and it cuts over and there's like birds on the playground yeah and it cuts over to her smoking again and you hear more wings flapping and then it cuts over again and there's more birds and just that constant build up and you're like when is she gonna turn around and notice and you're just like Ugh! like and it's just it's such a well put together thing and the same they did a, the same thing at the beginning of this movie whenever the guy uh pulls out the scroll from the box well and he's... that that's actually one of the big things i wanted to uh uh bring up uh with the opening mm-hmm. so thank you yes so what i love about this opening and and i'm, I'm sorry to cut you off i just want to touch upon this it's like you see like these three characters and you're like, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hanging out with these motherfuckers for the rest of the film, yeah, you know, you know kind of thing. And no joke, out of the three characters, only one of them. And then you find out the movie takes place ten years. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, like out of nowhere, it was just like, it, oh, when was your father here? Oh, ten years ago. And, and you're they like, don't even and have any notification did, whatsoever, yeah, other did, than just that random throwaway like, comment. Like no joke. <laughs> like if you're not paying attention to this movie, you're gonna not know what the fuck's going on because like it's not like a Marvel film. Star Star Wars film where they literally be like or the final sacrifice or a uh, 10 years we, after the credits or we just watched uh what was it we just watched Stranger Things it was yeah. like it was like 10 days later or two weeks later yeah exactly and we're like, like oh okay yeah I'm, I'm good but if they didn't show that and it just started up you're like wait what the fuck is happening <laughs> so I don't know where two people just get introduced and you're like okay what's going on and then I was like Oh my god! And then the guys all like, "Oh yeah, it was like ten years ago when your father found that one tomb, and that one dude went crazy, you know, like okay. yeah." And you're like, "Oh I'm, crap!" I'm paraphrasing because there's no way someone in 1932 was like that one fucked up dude went crazy. Uh, yeah. But anyways, back some to, other bullshit. But, but, but let's like, go back to that. Well. But that's what I'm saying. Like that first scene, I'm all like, "Yeah, only one of those characters fucking returns." And guess what? They they aged him. And that yeah. You know what the fucked up part is? Dude looked exactly the same. All they did, hair was white. And in they the kind beginning, of like, I feel like they added oh, a little bit to the jowls. Oh, to did they? Because all yeah. I saw was like, his hair's black in the beginning. Then we see him and you go, oh, this is the father of so-and-so. And then his hair's just white. And I'm just all <laughs> like, man, black and white movies, you could be like, we don't have to do that much makeup work. Just dye this motherfucker's hair. Yeah. Anyway, so back to back to that beginning part. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so, yes, but it's just, it was really interesting. Again. Yeah, it was really interesting of how, like, whenever the scroll initially gets opened, the guy, the, like, the guy who's, like, super gung-ho, which and I'm I was not, like, dude, which, take a chill Which, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it might have been the same dude who played Van Helsing, or not Van Helsing, he played, um, fuck, uh, in, uh... Yeah, I thought it was Van Helsing. No, 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 no. Van Helsing is in the movie. The guy oh. who played Van Helsing oh, in Dracula. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, the guy who it. eats the bugs. 
Uh, Renfield. Renfield, yes. Thank yeah, you. I believe that was the dude who played Renfield. Okay, yeah, because I was like, he is super enthusiastic. Oh, no, he's re- that dude was fucking, like, I'm sorry, like, go back and watch some of these horror films, if you de- or uh, monster films and some of that, because there is some fucking great acting in this shit, and yeah. you're just all like, how would, did, well, I mean, that was the funny part. I think it was Dracula, I, Dracula was one of the ones where people were like, Oh shit! Okay, horror like that—that that kind of brought it back into its its roots and stuff of that. But yeah, no. So you've never seen the Mummy before? I think this might be my third or second time watching it. Um, interesting stuff. But again, it's like I'm seeing it through a lens now, knowing a little bit of facts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like, this is a Mummy film, and then they have like a couple of sequels. Uh, Boris Karloff does not come back. Oh, um, in the sequels, but uh, but this is the weird part. So he's barely quote unquote the Mummy in this like you see him and like he has makeup on obviously but he's but he's not wrapped up yeah but every movie after this everybody's a mummy and i believe i don't know who takes over for i believe the second one might be the mummy's the mummy the mummy returns might be the sequel or it might be the mummy's curse Mm -hmm. or it might be the mummy's hand i'm not sure on that i i would love to it's one of those three (laughs) look if none of those movie titles are right Take my take my horror movie card. I don't care. I suck. I don't care. I'll still watch these movies. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, uh, it's Long Cheney Jr. who plays the Wolfman takes over the mummy role. But that's when he becomes, and that's the interesting part because in the sequels, it's a completely different mummy. Yeah, it's not uh, Hemotat. Imhotep. Is it Imhotat or Hemotat? It's. Uh, I think it's. I M H O. No, I know that's what it's spelled like, but how it's but how it's pronounced. Is it Imhotat or is it Hemotat? It would be Imhotat. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, like, and also like now that you mentioned that, like, it's very interesting to watch the way Boris Karloff moves, because whenever he's walking in and out of the room, he still has like a stiffness to him. He has a stiffness, and he moves very carefully. Like if he moves too quickly, something is going to crack. And yes, okay. So thank you for bringing that up because there's that one part where he's like, "Oh no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like people, shaking hands. I don't like people touching me." Yeah, and then I love how he's just like, "It's uh, oh, what did he call it? It was like a, a cultural, uh, like, uh, I can't remember the term that he used, but Boundary? he basically says he basically blames it on like, oh." Cultural eccentricity, I think, is what he okay. calls it. And I was like, that is a very, like, because, yeah, like, obviously, the English are not going to have a lot of knowledge of, like, the eccentricities and the cultural values and beliefs of Egyptians because they're just there because they're like, well, we want to find all this old shit and put it on display and take it away from y'all, so yeah, fuck this, off. Yeah, that was, so, that was, okay, so. That's they the did one. address that, too, in the movie. Thank you, yes. Uh, that's exactly, as soon as you said it, I was <laughs> like, oh, I want to touch upon this. Okay, that's the thing I loved about, okay, so, so basically what ends up happening is, uh, they find this tomb. They're they're excavating it. They're doing their stuff and th- things like that. And all of a sudden, like you said, the one dude starts reading the scroll, and the mummy, you know, comes to life and he takes the scroll, and the guy just loses his shit, like goes off his bonker. And, Which I and, thought was also interesting because the fact that they didn't kill off the character, they just made him start oh, raving he, mad. And who wouldn't mad. go mad after and, and seeing that? And that's the thing. It worked out great because, like, who's gonna believe this dude? Mm-hmm. Like, oh right, a corpse got up and walked. Where in the your, corpse went for because, a walk? Because okay, even buddy. the dude, even the dude who was with him, who's the father, 
of like the, the main character and everything that he's like he was all like he's like yeah who stole who who broke in and stole the scroll and stole the mummy like he in his head he thought someone stole both both of them not that the mummy got up and walked out which with is a the valid scroll. assumption yeah. yeah totally totally so of course the guy's gonna look crazy so anyways it cuts to like 10 years later um and that's what i liked about this is like uh boris Karloff's character shows up um uh, and he's like Oh, I found this, but I'm not allowed to excavate because I'm of Egyptian descent, and it's it's in our culture, you it's know, it's offensive. it's offensive and stuff like that. But if you guys were to dig excavate this, but all the stuff comes to the Egyptian museum, yeah, you know, you know, they're good, and they're like, well, yeah, we're gonna need something because obviously they were literally on their way out. They're like, we haven't made any money, blah blah blah, and stuff like that. And then even like they're like, yeah, we can't, we still can't present this shit over like in England or all that kind of, you know. Yeah, because there was a guy that made the comment of like, well, everything that we did just all went to the British Museum, and the guy's like, well, that's what we're doing it for, blah blah blah. But like, it was so funny. So my sister sent over a TikTok video. Uh, so we're off of we're off of this movie no 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 so it this relates to the this movie so my sister sent over a tiktok video of this girl going so actually there's actually you know whenever you like get something stolen and you can never find it again and she was like there's actually a place that you can go where you can see the stolen things on display and she turns this camera around she goes so here we are at the british museum That was like she's not wrong. <laughs> no, no, totally. But yeah, no. So I, I love that kind of thing where it's all like even him living past all the people who who basically sentence him to death. Yes, he's still all like, no, I believe I believe in this yeah, stuff. This I'm is... not gonna I'm not going to touch holy ground, but I can pay. Yeah. other people to fucking do it for yeah me. basically and he's I was like, like that's kind of actually fucking ingenious yeah like it's a workaround for the curse that you would get because a clearly like he can acknowledge like yes this like any curses that would be brought on me for digging up my own people would still apply to me because i am living proof that these curses still exist however like you know it's that um, whole thing of like so I, what i did like about this movie and it's it's great to watch this stuff again because I, I it's it's really crazy for me because it's like one of those things where i'm all like my parents used to give me shit when and and it's it was funny back then but i kind of appreciate this stuff now but i would be like my parents would mention a movie i'll be like oh is it in black and white and they'd be like yeah and i'll be like fuck that movie and i watch <laughs> it which is dumb because one of the one of my favorite movies, like it's definitely in the top, you know, twenties or whatnot. Uh, fucking Clerks. Yeah. Fucking things in black and white. But when I saw the movie, I was like, oh well, they're they're an independent film, so that's why they they did this. Like I thought it was artsy fartsy. I don't know two shits about an independent. I know an independent <laughs> film when I see one. Yeah. But I don't know like like if someone would be like, oh, review this independent film, it would either be like this movie was funny. Yeah. Or it would be this movie was fucked. Up. Yeah. Um that's about it. But uh but I've I've learned to appreciate a lot of like um you know black and white films, the old classics and stuff like that. Like I love these horror films. Like we watched like Creature of the Black Lagoon. Actually, I think that's the first one we watched. Yes. Was, was Creature so far we've actually we've only seen four movies off of this complete set now that I think about it. We've only seen Creature of the Black Lagoon, Abbott of Constella meets Frankenstein uh dracula and now uh the mummy because mm-hmm. yeah i really wanted to watch dracula because again like it's just it's the the presence and the presentation of like those 
older actors, like they just bring this gravitas to the characters that you cannot uh, really replicate in newer cinema because you don't quite have that mood setting feeling that sometimes you can really get from a black and white movie. Okay, so I don't know if I talked about this. I'm really drunk right now. I feel like having another drink, but let me, uh, I will start going and please stop me if I we've already we talked about this on the podcast. Um so Bor- uh, Boris Karloff. Mhm. So originally Bill Lugosi mm-hmm. was approached to play the role of Frankenstein's monster. <clears throat> I don't think you've talked about it on the podcast now. Well, I mean, this episode, this is where it pertains or whatnot. So, uh, Bell Lugosi just came off of Dracula. Uh, the monster movie was a hit. They're like, we just got Frankenstein. Do you want to play the monster? And Bell Lugosi was like, I don't kind of want to be this person who gets typecasted, so on and so forth. So, Bell Lugosi ended up going into kind of like the background mm-hmm. um, at this point in the universal, like, monster universe. Uh, what ended up happening is they approached a person called boris karloff and they put him in the makeup uh frankenstein's monster and he was a success now frankenstein monster he barely speaks it's mostly movement it's mostly like all these you know different kind of things and stuff like that and then after that movie the mummy came up and they asked him do you want to play so if you saw boris karloff in frankenstein I believe he does not talk. He has grunts. He has moans. Maybe he has, like, fire bad. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That's a movie I need to rewatch because I haven't seen that movie in fucking ages. I have never seen that movie. This is, like, to me, his first, like, oh, he's coming out and he's got a speaking role and he's just this minor, you know, just has this presence of just, like, and guess what? So not only did they pick him for Frankenstein's monsters and they still put him in like these huge fucking heels to walk in. Yeah. He's a tall motherfucker in the mummy and he's yeah. basically wearing flats. Like this dude oh, yeah. had a fucking He's wearing sandals in the movie he, and he's, he's massive. He's got a presence. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing where it's all like Bella Gosi got a bite at this apple. And then, and, and, and again, I don't fault him at all for yeah. like him going like, I kind of don't want to be typecast as being just like these spooky, ooky monsters. And then Boris Karloff, you know, got the role. Uh, makeup people were fantastic. Then got, but what I love is like, and I need to track these down. You need to find the films where Boris Karloff and Bell Lugosi are in them together and are acting, of course, Ooh, because yeah. these two are just fucking just the Shakespearean, like, the only two people I can see who matches them today would be uh, Ian McKellen and, and Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yes, that's exactly like, who like, I was like thinking no of. Like, no joke. If I could find the movie that I'm thinking of, uh, I believe it's also, like, an uh, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, like, poem. And oh, I'm it could try- be... And I'm trying... I don't know if it's The Black Cat or... Uh, it could be uh, it's The Telltale not the... Heart. It could be... Oh, it might be that one. Telltale tell Heart. Or it might yeah. be the one where he buries, like, like the dude in the tomb. Oh, I don't remember that. See, I'm not... I'm more of a Lovecraft person. Because really the one that they're actually in, they're actually in a film together. I'm trying to remember if it's Bela Lugosi torturing... Um, oh, uh, yeah. But it's, it's The Pendulum. Oh, 
the something the parallel it starts with a P. It's like the perilous pendulum or something like that. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking but, about. But there is a film with them too. But but definitely track down anything with Bell Lugosi and Cor- uh, Boris Karloff like together, like acting against one another because it is fucking phenomenal. Yes, like it, I remember it, seeing like a thing about and it. Really, that. and it really fucking sucks because even in my headspace, I can also th- see two other actors like pulling that off. Like if you want to do them young, I would say Robert Downey Jr. and also um, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. That would be Anyways, dude. but uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think else what to talk about the moment. I'm just talking about like, Oh, I'm just so about another acting. thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, it was the first. Uh, oh. Perfect. The pen- Okay, so there's a couple <laughs> of things about this. So if you watch The Mummy... Mm-hmm. When you watch the sequels, they do do a playback of like the how the mummy died and everything like that. But oh, there's yeah. a part in it where they talk about how they murdered like the slaves and then also the people who murdered the slaves. So no one would know the burial. Also grounds the soldiers, of, yeah, of the soldiers or whatnot. This might be the first impale. Like there's a spear that yeah. literally goes through people and you see it. And this is 1932. But when they made the sequels, they edited that part out where they used the same footage, but they didn't they show you that. They just show the soldiers throwing the spears. Yeah, That's it. but in some point, like, there's another movie of the mummy where they just show the penetration again. You're like, okay, so was it, it was it was fucked up for 1932. Then a couple of years you banned it, and then, like, what, 1936 rolls around? It's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to bring up was whenever you were talking about, like, the fact that Boris Karloff is in flats and he's still, like, super tall. The other thing that I wanted to mention is, like, his wardrobe. Like, the way they dressed him made... so well on him. Yeah, and they made it look, like, they made him, again, just look, like, super, like, regal. And it was just... All it was was just, like, simple, like, Egyptian, like robes like the because i know like it's customary for a lot of people in the middle east to wear like loose fitting clothing loose fitting light colored clothing so then it's breathable but like what okay so i think this man is towering yeah towering is he only like six foot no no, he's not. Okay, so you you would put him at six foot. I well, if you're saying the way you reacted, I'm assuming like normally I think he's like six foot five, six foot six. The way you're reacting, I'm thinking he's like six foot. Uh, I'll put it this way: I'm taller than him. Really? How tall is he? He's five. He was five eleven. Oh, right. Did what? Wow, that okay. He has this present though that seems like he's larger than life yeah that's what i'm saying because even when i saw him i was like that dude's fucking yeah, taller than me. okay so perfect example christopher that's lee like christopher lee was really freaking tall let me look up how tall christopher lee hi guys this is a new segment on the show because we've got <laughs> bad shit crazy what are the heights of old dead horror people uh okay so christopher lee's height was six foot five Christopher Lee was six foot fucking five. They made Boris Karloff with just the angles of how they shot and the clothing that they put on him seem like he was that tall. Oh, wow. That's really fucking... Okay. Okay. I had to look up somebody else. Okay. So Boris Karloff was 5'11". Mm-hmm. Bell Lugosi. How tall do you think he was then? Six one. Okay, very good guess. He was six foot one, which <laughs> I, I, honestly, I thought he was shorter. 
than Boris Karloff because you know why? Boris Karloff played Frankenstein and Frankenstein's this huge character. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Dude, that is nuts. Okay, so when I have to when I when I get to the Frankenstein movie that Bell Lugosi takes over as the Frankenstein monster, mm-hmm. I have to see like I have to make a me- I have to look at the flats then. I have to see because yeah. like if they made him the same ones, then he's super fucking tall. But if they cut him down to like what Boris <laughs> Car- that's fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Learning yeah, so- new things. Anyways, everybody going back to the clothing that I was like talking about 10 minutes ago, but we got distracted. Um, so the interesting thing that I thought was just like, again, like the clothing that he was wearing was like traditional, like Middle Eastern clothing of like the light, light colored, like very like lightweight, like long ropes to shield you from the sun, but also keep you cool. But the way that they made it fit on him, it was like it made him seem very gaunt. And, like, they really accentuated the fact of, like, he is emaciated because, again, he's a mummy. And he came back to life, so he has some life in him, but he doesn't have, like, he is not fully human anymore. And I thought that that was a very interesting way to re- like no, represent I, that. No, I I think that, that's that's the that's the crazy part about those movies. I think they delivered a lot more than what people were actually expecting from some of these movies. Some mm-hmm. of that. Um, so, what did you think? Okay, so if you think about like the mummy movies we've seen today, mm-hmm. compared to this one, how did you feel about this final confrontation? So I thought the okay. <laughs> If we're talking about the actual ending or just the final confrontation. Okay, uh, okay. we'll get to the ending. Because I know the ending. I know the ending. You have questions. Lots of them. But, but let's yes. talk about, okay, so think about like uh, Brendan Fraser's like final confrontation when he meets the mummy, has defeated and, yeah. and how things go. It's like this epic battle. There's other things coming in. He's shooting with his shotgun. There's fire involved. All this crazy shit, right? So this one is 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 very less action packed. It's understated, but it's a lot. But more... it does have a really kind of interesting ending, though, because yeah. it's like her having both herself and this old entity, this yeah. past life inside of her, like kind of goes back to, oh, I'm gonna pray to this thing. That's what I love so much about this is it's it's not a super dramatic fight. It's understated, but it it. Again, it holds more gravitas. It holds more power because it's like, okay. And it kind of, it pays homage and it's surprisingly respectful towards Egyptian culture because it actually shows like, okay, these gods, the Egyptian gods still have power. And it shows the scene of like, like you said, like the old soul is in like the, the, uh, her, uh, 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 old soul is in her past vessel yeah like the new vessel yes i'm trying to think reincarnated there we go oh. she's the the old soul is in the reincarnated vessel and she like even the okay he sound like Chekhov. vessels vessel yes the vessel um <laughs> say nuclear vessels no <laughs> um but so the old soul is in the new v- vessel not vessel um, and I just thought it was so, so interesting how, like, they, again, like, they, sh- they actually are respectful towards Egyptian culture because they show, like, okay, they still have power because 
she's praying to Anubis and she's asking Anubis to help her. And Anubis actually does respond through the statue. And I thought that was very fascinating. And I thought that that like was very like touching in a way because, and the other thing is like the old soul actually recognizes that what the mummy is doing is wrong. Like, despite the fact that she passed away and she wants to live, she's she acknowledges the fact that she's taking the life away from somebody else. And she refuses to do that. And she still respects her religion and her culture enough to where she is willing to sacrifice herself despite wanting to continue living in order to allow someone who already has a life to continue to live. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up because, yeah, I noticed that this time around. It was just like, oh, this is really interesting where she's having this conflict of just all like, yeah, yes, yes, I could. Very I, well she's like, conflict. I could be reborn and I can live out this life, you know, but it's all like, but, but I'm taking a life away from somebody else who's already established, like, a life right now. And, like, who am I to just, you know, up and root that just yeah. because, just because you, 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 you are the problem. Yes. You're the problem. You know, like, it, and honestly, okay, first okay. off, the mummy should also be like, the mummy, toxic relationship. He, okay, so <laughs> massive callback to uh, a Life is Shit episode. Hashtag hate yourself first. Like, basically, what this woman is saying, like, the biggest problem that we're, like, a huge issue that we're having today is school shootings. Yes. And it's people who are unhappy with their own lives who are going into schools and murdering children before taking their own life. And it's like, why would you... Ha I don't understand the don't psychology know, is, behind that. I, it I, makes no sense. I didn't know no this sense. was going to become political. I was just using this as an example. So it's basically like, you have a choice between like, just either... Focusing, okay, so you have three choices. Be an asshole, murder children for no fucking reason, and then kill yourself. Um, try to make your life better and try to find an avenue of how to actually help yourself and ask for help from other people. Or if you really think that your life is irredeemable, like, I have no issue with people who want to kill themselves because they feel like there's no avenue of help left. I disagree with you. I think that everyone has the opportunity to redeem themselves. However, if you feel like you want to kill yourself, I don't know. I do not want you to do that. Absolutely. I do not. But I don't judge anyone harshly for trying to commit suicide. Sorry, I'm like going off yeah, on a whole Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, um, look, don't have suicidal thoughts. If you do have suicidal thoughts, there Seek are help. Seek help and everything. Please, seek help. Anyways, um, okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm No, I'm no, you're totally fine. Uh, 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 when did I lose control? And, um, but yeah, like, it's that uh, whole but thing anyways, about but anyways, uh, so okay, so the movie ends, it has like this kind of spiritual kind of ending to it where it's like literally the two dudes who were like, we have to stop him, did not do fucking shit. They literally showed up, and then like a statue that a woman was praying to fucking saved the day here. Like, I was all like, okay, first off, you two were like, we know shit's going down, we should do something about it. They're like the late brigade throughout this entire fucking movie, I will have to say, because they literally showed up and did this. Oh, light. Oh, he's dead. 
Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, but let's talk about this. So, obviously, his powers were reduced. He starts decaying. Let's, like, you were like, wait, that's the ending? Okay, let's so, talk about this. Yeah, so, um, actually, wanted to point out briefly, I love the fact that even in the 30s, it was a woman that saved the day. Granted, she prayed to a god. However, she was the one who defeated this motherfucker. Well, yeah. And again, like literally, like at the end of the moody movie, like the uh, Van Helsing uh, version, the guy who played Van Helsing, yeah, the he guy who played Van Helsing, okay, who off, plays okay. pretty much the same character no, 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 in no, this movie. He, no, 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 he doesn't play the same character because Van Helsing actually gets shit done. This That's dude, true. this dude just keeps going like, "Well, you should burn that scroll." And the guy's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. It's like, it's like he suggests things, and then he's like, did you he burn that? He just wanders and he away. Goes, and then he's like, did you burn <laughs> that scroll? No. He's like, well, you should do it. Like, it's like, well, hey, motherfucker, why don't you do it? If you know it's so bad, just punch this motherfucker out. Be like, I'm burning your scroll. I'm going to yeah. end this right here. That's his problem. He's like, he's like, well, what? you should take care of that and just wanders off and I, buys a drink somewhere. He's all like, hey, hey, what? Be careful. Don't run in here. Why? The floor's wet. Like, he's that dude. He's the guy who's like, I should put down a sign, but I'll just tell people the floor is wet. But if I'm not here and shit goes wrong... Not my problem. Not my problem because I enforced it when I was around. Like, yeah. that, that's who... The, he's like... He's a fucking hall monitor. That's who the fuck this <laughs> motherfucker was in this movie. He has movie. zero uh, authority. He has no authority, but yeah. he just should... Ju- hey, hey, you have you a should... hall? Are you going back to class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's basically like the type of dude who's like, you really shouldn't do that, and just yeah. wanders off. Hey, hey he's hey. a mall security guard. Exactly. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. That that Worthless. was his role. We're, we're, at least in like in in Dracula when he plays Van Helsing, this actor, he literally was all like, look at this mirror. Like he fucked with Dracula's shit in that movie. This one, he was just like passive aggressive, like, well, you should burn that scroll. Oh, do you want to help? I'm over here having a scotch. I'm good. <laughs> Let me pour myself a scotch in the other room and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You burn the scroll, great. You don't burn the scroll. Literally, I don't live here. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't affect me. It don't really, care. Really doesn't. You're right. His character was... Doesn't affect me. Okay, so anyways. Final so, confrontation. <clears throat> and then the, he, gets he ca- tells the dude okay, who's in love... Okay, we're not going to the final... Cra- what are we talking about? Because I'm trying to get to the final confrontation and you don't oh. want to have it. So oh, sorry. what are we talking about What's the final now? confrontation? Well, okay, we talk about how she prays to a god. Yes. He dies because you wanted to talk about this ending. So yes. I don't, I don't know how much time you want for this ending. So you have something else to talk about to get off your chest because basically... No, it we, is a final ending. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you have the final confrontation and then the ending happens. You're, you're, you were like... Literally, Anna's words were, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how movies ended back in the day. Literally, the dude is like, oh, you need to, like, tell the dude who's in love with that chick from, like, quote unquote, modern times. Oh, you need to tell her how much that you love her and maybe that'll bring her soul back. And he's like, hey, you need to come back. I love you or whatever the fuck he says. And the girl opens his opens her eyes and then the movie ends. I was like, what the hell? Like, they don't actually tell you if, oh, this is the original girl. Like, she doesn't say jack shit. She opens her eyes and that's the end. Like, what? Anna, now that I think about this, that's how those movies ended. But guess what? Do you know what they just did to you? They gave you a post credit scene before the post credits. They literally ended that movie going like, well, if they make a sequel, I have to see it. Because I got to know what's going on. They fuck no they no no that's the best part the sequel 
doesn't take place with any of those people. So they fucked a bunch of people back in the 1930s. Yeah, what the fuck is, I don't know if they, like, the girl lived or not because they didn't freaking tell me. It's such, oh. uh, but, but my okay. favorite, But my favorite okay. thing, though, was okay. the movie ends. It pans down. You see, like, his decay corpse, and then it cuts. Yeah. Like, it goes to black. And you're like, okay, they're going to show me. Like another, a, scene another scene, and that, then the scene then they showed just, you is just the end. This has been a Universal picture, and, and then, then they and, show the credits again, and then, and then you're and done, then, and, and you're and like, what? And you were like, what? And I was like, oh yeah, get get ready for a lot of that. Fucking bullshit. But anyways, but and okay, before we wrap up the show, and I talk yeah, about the the wormhole that Matthew went down and everything like that. Yes. Uh, uh, so the Mummy, 1932. Uh, what do we want to give the rating and what system do we want to use? I know we do usually do a five out of five, but a five out of five, what? I was going to say, uh, Anubis images because they have oh, the, did you want to the do necklaces a, and the uh, Anubis necklaces. Let's say that Anubis necklaces. So what were you going to pitch? Out of, no, that's well, mine was going to be either. See, yours is better because you <laughs> thought behind beyond mm-hmm. uh i was thinking of scrolls because that was like the big thing uh, like burn the scrolls but now i'm like after i hear the new Nubu- uh, the anubis. anubis statue i'm like that's pretty metal and then the other one was the uh tablet that the guy was oh, trying yeah. to piece together the big but they gig. only showed that they like showed in the opening scene. i just realized i was like oh it is a tablet but then it was like no it's a fucking scroll throughout the entire well movie. they had the tablet so for I'm gonna go, one scene i'm gonna go with anubis because i like in my head i'm like that's that's badass okay so out of five <laughs> out of five anubis the Mummy, 1932 Universal Classic Monster Movie, what would you give it? I would give it a 4 out of 5. I'm taking off a full Anubis because what the fuck was that fucking ending? I am still pissed off about that. What? I, Seriously? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you it... You do not tell us jack shit. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 4.5 Anubis just because it's a classic in my heart. And and, and this is the thing. Like, there's no... there. I don't think there's any movie that I'm going to give, like, a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't know if there's any movie that has fired up all cylinders for me at some point um but it's definitely Other than very... ghostbusters no <laughs> ghostbusters not a 10 out of 10 for me it's my favorite huh. movie but it's not a 10 out of 10 for me um i do fi- th- this is the thing I-, I grade things on a different level but that's mm-hmm. like my personal business it has nothing to do with that because it's like it's also in my headspace of like these guys are not going to know what i'm thinking yeah so, so I, I would normally give it out a four out of, a good of a four and a half but again that fucking but ending to, no no and you're <clears throat> totally you're totally fine a four is still high on a five scale but no uh, to me it's just a movie that if you're a fan of old if you're a fan of monster movies you like those mm-hmm. monsters mummy invisible man stuff like that definitely check out these classics the, the guess what if you're not into black and white films like because i'm also because I, I, I don't know who's <laughs> listening to this podcast there's going to be people my age who can appreciate this stuff but there's also going to be people giving like this is not hd this is not in full screen blah 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 and that's fine. I get it. It's not your cup of tea. That's great. But if you are interested and you want to kind of get ahead and just be like, I don't know where this stuff started, check them out. Because if you, it definitely, if you're going to be like a, if you want to be a filmmaker, check out a lot of these films. They got yeah, so they many, have they have so great cinematography. Uh, they just know like how to use music, not to use music. I would not be surprised if James Wan, like one of the best like horror filmmakers of our day, besides Jordan Peele now because Jordan yeah. Peele's hitting out of the park. But these guys are fucking nailing it, and I wouldn't be surprised if these monster movie collections are in their fucking wheelhouse. Like this is stuff that they were like, watch this shit, come back to me and write some stuff because there's just some golden, so golden shit. The director, actually, now that you say that, the director d- director was. Carl Carl Freund, F R E U N D Freund. 
Um, he also direct. Oh wow. He also directed uh, Key Largo. Key Largo, Montego. Do you want a beagle? Bermuda, Bahama. <clears throat> Come on, Morty's llamas. Oh, geez, what? Why, why are we going to llamas? Oh, I'm sorry. He was a cinematographer. He was the director of photography on Key Largo, which is a super famous. Um, I've never seen it. Um, uh, uh, Bogey, Home Free Bogart movie. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a movie with that dude. Dude, he's a fantastic. Okay, Great. we're gonna cool. we're gonna discuss At that. Point, but this is uh, B horror cast. He so. directed Dracula. He directed The Mummy. Uh, he directed The Countess of Monte Cristo. It didn't surprise me. Uh, and he directed a movie called Mad Love in 1935. So, but yeah, like the fact that he directed uh, Dracula in 1931 and then The Mummy in 1932, like, like that is, those are both like very solid very good movies. movies. No, that's the thing about, the, that's the collection, that's the funny part about the collection of those monster movies is that's why I highly recommend people seeing them. You have to realize, like, you see Dracula, and they have, like, all these, like, you could probably look it up online if you actually want to watch them in, like, the, when they were released and everything like that, which that's what I try to do. But you're going to realize, like, they did so many sequels. Mm -hmm. They did so many, like, crossovers and all these different things and stuff like that because this was their Marvel Universe at that time. Like, this was a thing that just fired on all cylinders, and they were able, because all these movies... They are like this is the fucked up part. You're gonna watch Frankenstein and be like, "That's a pretty good movie." Then you're yeah. gonna watch The Bride of Frankenstein, and that's actually better than the original because they took more from the source material at that time. Really? Like they kind of, kind of, they were like, "Hey, we don't want to, you know, fuck this shit up or whatever." They actually earnestly, like, I, I would say probably towards the end of the monster era, that's when they start getting a little maybe like, okay, these are bad. But at a certain point, like, you believe these characters, you believe the pain they're going through, you believe all this kind of stuff. But that was a huge thing back in the 19, you know, early, the late 1920s and the early 1930s was these monster horror films where people were just all like, holy shit, we're going to the movies, we're getting scared. But it's like these weird, it's not like a, it's not, it's not your typical horror films with these You movies. actually like, relate you kind with of, the quote unquote bad guy. Because yeah, like whenever I was watching it, I kind of felt bad for the the mummy, like Boris Karloff's character initially. Like I felt bad for Imhotep because he got the, like the love of his life taken away. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to murder you. I was like, all right, now there's an issue. But, but, but like but, up but, until but that me, point. But to me, the best one in the series, and this might be the one that my mom actually loved, is actually like the Wolfman because it's a guy who got a curse placed on him. He had nothing to do does with. Does not yeah. want to be this person that he is. But yeah. I love the fact, like, if you if you actually kind of look at it, the Abbott and Costello movie is kind of like our Avengers in the Monster Universe where he kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of okay, I'm going to use this power to fight you. You know, yeah. and that's when like it's kind of, and that's the thing sort of that like I, the Hulk, or not even the Hulk, but the Ghost Rider. Yeah, you, yeah. I got this yeah. demonic power, but uh -huh. I'm going to use it to fight evil. And this is the thing that I've always wanted to like. I, I'm surprised no one has jumped into it, but how come no one's ever done like a Van Helsing with like the actual like Wolfman, where it's he's like I don't want to be the creature that I am and stuff like that. And that could be a thing where it's like I can't control this, but. If you're not here and all I have to fight is like other monsters, like I'll my things, this thing's just gonna go berserk, you yeah. know, like and and then 
God damn it! Give me a fuck. Give me the fucking Universal monster film. Like, uh, and but this oh, is yeah. the thing though, because it could be like we're gonna go kill Dracula, and then you realize like, okay, Dracula, maybe he's he's not the thing that everyone makes him out to be, you know, kind of thing. And then your next movie is okay, it's Frankenstein's monster, but then you find out this motherfucker is just digging up graves, being a fucking shitty person. You find his monster, and he's like, I don't want to be this and yeah this is how you build. this is not what this i signed up build, for this is how you build your fucking team yeah right yeah god damn it give me the universal monster movies but speaking of monsters yes so wow okay let me rephrase it speaking of movie monsters mm-hmm. there's another movie monster that this this came up about uh right when i set up the segment of a sound like speaking of monsters matthew renfro <laughs> <laughs> So that my, wasn't where my, my brain went. But so, I like it. so my good buddy Matthew, uh, we we do these weird things where we jump on like YouTube. Uh, we're pretty drunk or high at this point, and we just start searching for stuff. Like the latest thing I started looking at was abandoned mall videos. But he fell down. Yes, he yeah, that one's weird. Uh, <laughs> he fell down a rabbit hole. He's just like I'm watching 80s metal bands, and I'm like okay. And he Ooh. sends over he sends over a track to me. And I had no idea this existed. And I've seen movies. I'm trying to figure out where this song even came up. But apparently Alice Cooper wrote a song (laughs) about a classic horror movie icon, Mm -hmm. uh, Jason Voorhees. The song is called He's Back, parentheses, The Man Behind the Mask. (laughs) So uh, I would say uh, I don't know when our next episode is going to happen. I'm still trying to work on other episodes of other shows, but don't quote me on that because we know how this goes. But uh, we're going to close out this episode with this uh, this tune. So thank you, Matthew. Uh, but thank I'm you, Ste- Matthew. But I'm Steve-O. I'm Anna. And I guess until next time. Uh, carpe noctum.
This has been another fine production of the four. No, it hasn't. This is the four hour radio network. We put out trash and we don't know what to do with it. So if you want to follow us, I guess go. I don't even know if we have websites anymore. But anyways, this has been a four hour radio. Pro- fucking L. Four hour radio production. Who gives two fucking shits? Right? <laughs> Bye. Bye.